back in the Old Testament book of Numbers. Amen. I'm glad to see on this holiday weekend, at least we got a pretty good number. We still got a lot of empty seats. But somebody said God doesn't care about numbers. He cared about numbers enough that he, he named the book Numbers. So he does care about numbers. And so Numbers chapter 16 Amen. And guests, uh, we did clap our hands, but we're so glad that you're here. Uh, I, you know, the, my, my southern roots comes out. My, I'm a southern boy no matter what. We've been here 34 years almost. And, and uh, I, you know, I just, uh, you know, company is important to us. Friends are important. And so, you know, we want to be your friend and we want to bless you some way in this place and 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 one way we can bless you just say hey, we're just so glad you're here and uh Susie's sisters and their folks here just uh one of the reasons you know is we just all love Susie Carr and and uh her family and so you know it's just easy to just and you know say hey you're welcome here but all the rest of you amen you're certainly welcome at Christian Revival Center somebody was on uh Facebook or something it was an older person you can always and uh, my wife was just reading. We were having our coffee this morning, and they said, this grandmother and grandfather, if I get this right, they made dinner, put dinner together for the family and the kids and the grandkids. But then they had a dinner, but then when when grandma and grandpa was cleaning up and washing dishes and wiping down, all the rest of the kids and the grandkids were in the living room on their cell phones. And the gist of it, in different words, was just the rudeness of people you know can we like have a conversation nowadays without electronics and without looking at stuff and from, from all around the world could we like take a few minutes that's why that you know at church we i think we may still have a little sign up you know turn your f- cell phone off or you know you can't even ride an airplane and talk on the phone and you got to turn it off and and so at least in the house of god or when friends are near let's you know because my, again my southern roots you you express now you didn't just say it but you express to folks by your actions my dad wouldn't let a radio be on a tv nothing family coming all that went off and you devoted your time and you sat down and had conversation. Hope we can do that today. Numbers chapter 16, beginning at verse 46 through verse 48. If you look up on the screen, if you don't have your Bible, you can read along. And Moses said unto Aaron, take a censer and put fire therein from off the altar and put an in, put on incense and go quickly into the congregation and make an atonement for them for there is wrath gone out from the Lord the plague has begun verse 47 and Aaron took his Moses commanded and ran into the midst of the congregation and behold the plague was begun among the people and he put on incense and made an atonement for the people and verse 48 and he stood between the dead and the living and the plague was stayed I'd like to preach to you just for a little while uh, today. My title, Fire from the Altar. Fire from the Altar. Look around, smile at a couple people, and then you can be seated. Shake hands if you want. Amen. Personally welcome somebody to the house of the Lord. Amen. I am remembering. Hallelujah. Bless you, sir. Glad y'all are here. I just salute. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Old Testament stuff, way back here. Uh, and 
before we even get into it, we have to understand that it is the Old Testament, but everything that took place in the Old Testament is a type and a shadow, or what that means, it is symbolic of something to come. It either took place in the New Testament or it's about to take place even in this in grace dispensation. So you can find yourself, you can find your personal story in these, you know, situations and these stories way, way back in the Old Testament. We find out in the Old Testament what God approves of and what he disapproves of. We find out what God likes and what he don't like by just seeing his judgments and blessings poured out. And so, just so you know that. But at Sinai, God instructed Moses that incense was to be burned continually in what they call the holy place inside that tabernacle. It was on the golden altar. And this thing was to burn continually. It couldn't go out. The fire couldn't go out. Day and night, the sweet smell of the incense drifted through the veil into God's presence in that holy of holies. Amen. Making both God and man aware of an existing fellowship and a communion between God and man. Amen. I'd hate to be without that. That is a type of our prayers. It is a type of our worship, just what's going on here before and during service here when we communicate with God. Amen. This tabernacle was was where the high priest took the blood. And this is the first tabernacle that God gave Moses instructions, explicit instructions on how to construct and how to build and what a build. It wasn't just like just go out and throw up a building. You know, it was like, no, you, you can't just build this any way you want. And by the way, it had one way to get in. There was no back door and no side door in the tabernacle. Amen. Amen. But this is where the high priest took the blood from the altar of sacrifice in through the holy place and into the holy of holies. And that's where he sprinkled the blood of the sacrifice on the mercy seat. And God knows that we all need mercy. Hallelujah. Amen. No one was allowed there but the high priest. And he could only go there once a year to sprinkle that blood of that spotless lamb and make an atonement for all the people. It really didn't atone sins, but it just pushed it ahead because it was just lamb's blood. But, but you see, this was a type of the lamb of God who was Jesus Christ was to come later and his blood is not just blood, but Peter called it the precious blood. Now, when, when, we, when we pray in an altar, amen, in the name of Jesus and repent of our sins, amen, and we climb in the waters of baptism, that's where I really believe it's really applied or at least it's completed, then those sins are not pushed ahead for us to face another year or another time. Those sins, the Bible said, are washed away, amen. They are cast into the sea of forgetfulness where they're never to be remembered against us again forever. God takes care of it. Hallelujah, amen. And Brother Green talked this morning about living for God. We can start anew. You can't get bad enough. You can't be sinful enough that God won't forgive you of your sins, amen, and you can start all over. Your past doesn't have to come back and haunt you when you come to God and let him wash away and cleanse you from all of those sins, amen. Scripture doesn't say, but I'm certain that if the air currents were right, the regular people, now notice just the priest and the Levites, the workers in the temple or in that tabernacle, amen, uh, could go in there where all of that was going on. 
People like us, just regular, normal people, you couldn't go past that gate. You just delivered your sacrifice. It was given to God and they would kill it and put its blood, amen, take the blood of it and do all kind of rituals. But you stayed outside, amen. Thank God for Calvary, amen. Thank God for Pentecost. We can go into the holy place now. Hallelujah. But at this point, at this time, nobody could go in there. So the people were outside of that tabernacle made out of badger skins on the outside. It was ugly on the outside. That's why people don't understand the church. They only see the negative. They only see the outside. But oh, there's an inside. Amen. It has gold. Amen. It has beautiful candlesticks. It has an altar. Amen. But we'll get to that a little bit later. Amen. Amen. But 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 when those that incense was being burned, amen, with fire on that little altar, amen. The, the, the regular people on the outside, I believe there were times that they could smell, amen, they could catch a whiff of the incense that was on occasions, all right? It wasn't strong, but once in a while it got outside of that, you know, that tabernacle and they could see it. It was it just, you know, but, but, but that was about as close as they were allowed to be, amen, to the power of the Almighty God. No personal experience here. Amen. You know, they, they witnessed the cloud and, they, and the pillar of fire that stood over the tabernacle. They, they even heard his voice as it thundered out of the mountain. Amen. And saw firsthand the Ten Commandments that had been written in stone with the hand of God. They were believers. I mean, how could they not be believers? All right? There's a lot of believers that don't have a relationship with God. In fact, in the New Testament, you find where judgment day is, a, is, is taking place and God is sitting on the judgment, amen, and these folks are coming by and they say, didn't we, they could see it in his eyes. They knew, they, you know, they said, Lord, didn't we do many mighty works in your name? We cast out devils in your name. We did it in your name. And God's gonna say, you depart from me, ye that work iniquity. I never knew you. And that word knew means I didn't have a relationship with you. That's why it's important to get up on Sunday morning and say that there ain't nothing gonna stop me from coming, amen, to the house of the Lord. I'm gonna make my way to the altar. I'm gonna put a smile on my face whether I feel like it or not. Amen, and I'm gonna walk into this place like, amen, I am a, I'm a king's kid, folks. Amen, amen. He's my Lord, he's my savior, he's my best friend, he's my hero. Hallelujah, amen. But the Israelites had an, had an outward view of God. They had a long distance relationship with him. I feel like, not picking on anybody, but I feel like that folks are that way today. They just have, they know him from a distance. They believed on him one time. Well, you know what? I can believe I'm Abraham Lincoln, but that doesn't make me Abraham Lincoln. Oh, I believe in you. Well, you do. Well, good. That's a great start. It's like I know the president when I see him. I recognize his face, but I don't really know who he is, and he certainly don't know who I am. We're not friends. We don't have a relationship. So while the priests and the Levites actually had these close encounters with God, the regular folks like us could only smell the incense from outside the tabernacle. However, in our text, Aaron was instructed 
to bring some of this incense out among the congregation. This only happened a couple times, maybe three times in the whole Old Testament that I could see. But, but there was an emergency. It was a situation. This is a type of something coming, folks. Amen. Our world needs, amen, to see and feel firsthand the presence and the power and the incense of God. I say it all the time. I say it all the time. I don't claim to be a, you know, a conference speaker. Nobody's calling me to preach general conference. I'm so glad they don't. I used to be foolish enough and silly enough when I was dumb enough and young enough that they envisioned myself preaching in big meetings. They don't do that anymore. There's people who can do that. But I do know this, that when we come together, whether I'm a great speaker, orator, or not, God promised, amen, Sister Jan, that he would meet with us here. What are you talking about? I'm talking about just regular folks. I'm talking about people who've been having a, they had a struggle with the flesh. They had the enemy on their trail all week. They didn't get along good with their wife or their husband. This, this, come on and confess it. Y'all look good today. Y'all have nice clothes on, nice hairdos. You got a nice smile. You can't fool me. Amen. I, I, I'll be 66. Doris, I'll be 66 next month. So when you stay around 65 or 66 years, you see folks that are like, man, they look good. Let me tell you what, I know on the inside, <laughs> they got trouble just like I do. They fighting the same flesh. You know, Paul said it, when I would do good, evil's always there. He said, there's a war going on in my members. Come on, men, let me help you out just a little bit. I know you act like, and that says a man's got his pride. Amen, it's harder for a man to break down. Amen, and weep, amen. Because he's supposed to, God put him as the head of the house. Amen, and he's supposed to have all that together. It's nothing wrong with confessing that you don't have it all together. I don't mean going around being a crybaby all the time. I just simply mean once in a while we're gonna have to make a confession and say, you know what, I got some things that just ain't right. I got some things I need some help with. Well, let me tell you, I know who can help you. I know who is willing, amen, to put his arm around you. Hallelujah. Praise God. I, I feel some, I smell some incense. I, I smell some incense in here. It doesn't got in the congregation right now. It's not just for the preacher and the bishop and, and the, no, no, it can happen way back there on the back row. It can happen in the parking lot. I'm talking to David Smith about a revival that's down there. And I, I, I don't know if it's Bro Bridge or somewhere down one of those Cajun Cooney countries, cities down there. You know, they're having a revival. It won't quit. And they got folks, it's like a magnet. They're praying, they're shouting. There's so the smell of incense everywhere. And it's just plain, not Christian folks, but it's just sin. Amen. They're driving in there. What do they want? They want an experience they've been hearing about. There's a pulling force that happens when folks pray and believe. Listen, the world is hungry for that. We can act like we're not, but we're hungry for the power from another world. Amen. He shed his blood for us. You think he didn't care? He cared enough that he died for us and suffered and all the whole rest of it. Amen, amen. Notice in verse 48, Aaron stood between the dead and the living and that's when the plague stayed, it stopped. See, they had gone into rebellion right here and that's what we humans do, that's what we do. We're, 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 flesh is opposite from the spirit 
And so that's why the war and the battle was going on with Paul. You know, he said, you know, it's just going on in my members. I want to do good, but, you know, I end up doing wrong. And, and so, you know, that, that's what we have. And so, so we need the presence and the power of the Lord. Hallelujah. In 1 Peter 2 and 9, Peter described us as a royal, this is New Testament now, a royal priesthood. So when we become believers and God filled us with the spirit, guess what? You may not be on a salary. You may not live in the church parsonage. Amen. You may not preach out, but you are a priest. What does that mean? That means that you can go into the tabernacle. You can go before the altar. You can get some of that incense. Amen. And you can walk out among the crowd and among the congregation, hallelujah, amen. God has provided a functioning functioning body. And that body is Christ on earth. I know we place him up on a throne somewhere. And once the Bible said he is an ever present. It doesn't mean, that means he's not out on a throne. So he, may, he has a throne, but he is ever present help in time of trouble, amen. Amen. So he has us here. We are his priests. Hallelujah. The orders come from the head, but they are executed through the members of the body on earth. People, they never have figured that out, Brother Johnson. They came like, well, I love Jesus, but I, you know, I don't know about that preacher. I'll obey Jesus. Well, what do you think? Jesus is going to come down and just speak straight to you? God set this thing up as a body. You know, my foot could down. That's how you, Paul went through it, went and named the members of the body, and, but we all work together. And, but but w- wouldn't it be odd if my hand said, you know what, I'm just tired of listening to what that head is telling me to do. So I'm just gonna do my own deal. That's not how it works. The head decides and it tells you which way to go and which hand to use and, 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 and it's all quick. It's just automatic, but that's how it works. Spiritually, there's a spiritual body, and God set this up with you. That's what makes it so weird and odd and hard to obey. Well, I want God. If he's God, I want him to come down, but he probably won't do that. He'll probably speak to you through some man, some woman, somebody that prays and loves God. They'll speak a word to you, and you need to have enough faith to say, you know what? You know what? If I was a hypocrite, if I'm preaching the word of God, the word of God's still the same. Amen. If I was a cheater, liar, adulterer, if I was stealing money out of the offering, if I stay in this word and preach that, that you know, you don't, you know, not do the word of God and obey the word just because I'm a hypocrite. You obey the word of the Lord. Listen, folks, listen, let's grab a hold of this thing. God put his church human beings on this earth to propagate his gospel, to spread the good news. Amen. And so we ought to be listening. But see, we go by personality. We don't like the person. We ain't listening to what they say. (laughs) I don't like him, so I'm not listening to him. We are, folks, we are interdependent upon one another. As surely as I cannot do anything without him, without us, he has made a decision not to do anything on this earth. Why? It is his purpose and 
planned to work through his human agencies. So make yourself available for God to speak to where you can in turn speak and help somebody along the way. In light of this, could the action of Aaron in taking the incense of the holy place or out of the holy place, out among the cursed congregation, could it be a type of God's Holy Ghost filled believers among the world? I believe it, I believe it is. The Bible consistently teaches that unrepentant men are dead in trespasses and sins. If you're not repented, amen. You don't, and by the way, we do this every day. We don't do it one time and just say, man, we're done with this. We already did that. No, no, no. You, you make a habit of doing that. But, but, but what killed these people if they were dead? Listen, let me tell you what killed them. The plague of sin. That's what they were dealing with right here in the scripture. The plague has broken out. Our world, our land is, by the way, we need to pray for that woman down there in Kentucky. So if they keep her in jail and put, you know, in other words, we, this country now, you can't hold a public office now and have religious convictions. Can't do it. That's not what people came here for. Amen. That's a started this country. Amen. Because there was freedom of religion, freedom of worship. You can believe what you want. Hallelujah. Amen. And you know what? Our authority is higher than that judge. Higher than that judge. But you know what? In most places, and this is where revelation has to come, amen, in most cases, people are going through it and suffering through it and struggling through it, doing all these kind of things that they're going through. Most cases, they never make the connection to the spiritual. Never, never make a connection that God has anything to do or the devil has anything to do with what's going on. The Bible says Satan is the God of this world. He reruns things around here. That's why that. That's why the judges have decided. You know, we can have same-sex marriage now. That's why, you know, they're taking all kind of rights away from from, from people. You know, for anything they want to do. That's because you know the devil is pretty much in charge, with the exception of a few spots here in this world. Amen. There's folks who still pray. There's a connection with Almighty God. There's people who still have convictions. Amen. I, I, you know, I don't want to be a doomsday and I don't want to be a negative preacher, but you know, uh, Jesus said, you'll be hated of all men for my namesake. Some of you are going to be thrown in jail you, for believing, you being believers and all. So, so who do we think? Listen, they're already having the great tribulation over in the Middle East. People are being beheaded Hey, you're a Christian? Yeah, well, shoot them. Just shoot them. That's been going on now for years. And so we're stuck over here in a nice, beautiful, sweet, little, comfortable place here. And we just act like everything. Listen, folks, this thing could break out into something. Amen. The, the Black Lives Matter thing. Uh, you know, just personally, I'm not trying to be political. Maybe somebody here for that. But, but, but all lives motor, matter, folks. And I know they're trying to get a, I know they're trying to get a point across. I understand that. And so... You know, but, but we need to, you know, we need to see that, that, listen, this thing is a powder keg. People are angry, and that's not a good time to make decisions, okay? You, if you're angry and you got to make it, you settle down and let's just cool off a little bit, and then we'll make a decision. Because normally, if you make a decision while you're angry and upset, it'll probably be a bad decision. And so, but our country is on the 
precipice, amen, of, of literally exploding into a, another civil war. What do we do? We just contact God, stay in touch with him, amen. We reach everybody we possibly can, amen, amen. Where sin abounds, the Bible promised us, that grace doth much more abound. So are we gonna take care of every situation politically and racially? No, no, we're not gonna do that. We're not even gonna try to, amen. But we're gonna have revival in the midst of that, we're not gonna let that determine. I'm trying to quit. I'm, 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 trying to, I'm, I'm trying to cut this short here, but let me just say this right here. Just because everybody else is at war with each other and there's folks with this prejudice and hate each other and want to shoot each other, just because they do it, that doesn't mean we do it. Amen. We're gonna to have to love each other. That's a good start right there. And then you're gonna to have to love your neighbor. That's gonna take the Holy Ghost for that. Well, that's what we're talking about. Spread that incense around, amen, and watch God or at least give God the opportunity to do a miracle in this family and this life, amen. Listen, God doesn't heal everybody that comes to these altars, amen. We talk to people and pray for them over the phone and we go to hospitals and God does not, but once in a while, somebody grabs a hold of faith. Neither does everybody get the Holy Ghost we pray for. But does that mean we're gonna just not pray for them? No, we're gonna pray for everybody we can get our hands on. We pray that there's a hunger for God and the things of God and watch, God will save and heal and bless, amen. And there's folks that's decided to be baptized. I'm so thrilled about that today. It's a decision that you have to make. And in this society, in our culture, I've not commanded anybody, but Peter, the man that had the keys when the first Gentiles got the Holy Ghost, the Bible said he commanded them. King James Version, commanded them. He didn't give them a choice. Maybe we should at some point, I don't know. Hallelujah, amen. But I want us to make the connection between what's happened in the real world, in the carnal, I won't say real world because spiritual world's real, real too, but the carnal world, amen, and the spiritual. The way of a transgressor, the Bible. Let me just give you a little idea. The way of a transgressor is hard. That's scriptural. They don't, people act like they don't pay their tithes. They won't give in the offering. They won't come to church. And then when things start coming apart, then they, they, they don't make the connection. I'm here to, to sound the trumpet, to sound the alarm, not trying to scare you, not trying to convict you, okay, or condemn you. I, I hope God convicts you, all right, but the way of a transgressor, Proverbs 14 and 34, this is scripture, folks, righteousness exalteth a nation, but sin is a reproach to any people, but we glamorize sin now. Our president calls people and congratulates them for coming out. You know, and all of these things, this is, this is representative of our nation, folks. And here the scripture says, amen, righteousness exalts a nation, but sin is approach, a reproach. The law of the harvest is a principle that was set in motion by a much higher authority than, than any federal judge or any of us. So we ought to be very cautious about what kind of seeds we are planting. Amen. What kind of life are you living? What kind of attitude do you have? What do you believe or you don't believe? Amen. So, so, so you know, are we plant, it's planting seeds of rebellion? Or, you know, uh, you know th th this, is a, this is an obvious fact that our nation is doing that. And so this concerns me, and I hope it concerns you. Amen. Proverbs 28 9, he that turneth away his ear from hearing the law. Watch this. This is scary to me. Even his prayer 
shall be an abomination. So I'm not listening to that. I'm taking, it's like the talk show guy. He doesn't believe in hell. And y'all all hear me bringing that bothers the daylights out of me. You know, don't believe in hell. You know, God wouldn't do it. Oh, so just because you don't believe it, that means it's going to go away? That thing, that's forever settled. Jesus talked more about hell than he did about heaven. Hallelujah. Amen. So, so I, I, I don't, I don't want my prayer to be an abomination. You know, we don't want that. Amen. Israel had rebelled against God and had brought upon themselves the plague of death. The only remedy was worship, or maybe we should say the only remedy was incense. It represented something, amen, their communion with God. Not only is worship the proper response to our own rebellion, it is the solution to the rebellion around us. So that's what we're, uh, my, my message is that folks need to witness this. Folks need to be a part of the church. I started to say this and got off track a while ago. There's folks who don't believe our doctrine. They just kind of, you know, and, and Paul said, to Timothy, they won't endure, they won't put up with sound doctrine in the last days. They'll pick and choose. They'll add teachers that heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. Preach to me what I want to hear. Preach something good to me. But I, but I often tell people, just get them in the house of God. Just get them in a worship service and a praise service where the incense, amen, is going forth and, and, and hands are going up and tears are streaming down. Listen, that will speak to folks quicker and louder and more effective in some cases than preaching the word. So let's keep worshiping. Let's keep praising. Let's keep magnifying. Let's keep lifting him up. Hallelujah. When the church is flowing in the pure incense of worship, it will have a, a healing effect on rebellion and an atoning action against the plague of God's judgment. This is a type. This is what happened in the Old Testament. A worshiping church has the power to turn the tide of events. We're going to keep preaching healing here. We're going to keep preaching and talking about miracles are available to us today here and once in a while somebody will grab a hold of that and say you know what preacher I believe that and that's when the miracle takes place hallelujah amen it could be a den of hungry lions it could be a giant amen it might be a famine worship will get you through and to the other side of whatever it is that you're in right now. Amen. I believe that is the answer. Oh, 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 waiting on the Lord. Hallelujah. We just waited on God here. Woo. Amen. It's going to renew our strength. I didn't get my healing yet. No, no, no. I'm still hanging in there. I didn't get my blessing. It doesn't matter. I'm just going to keep waiting on the Lord. Hallelujah. I'm not disappointed or let down in the least because he knows what's best for me. That's trust in God. That's believe in God. Hallelujah. Let's all stand together. Hallelujah. Amen. I believe the only remedy, I believe it's the thing that whatever's ailing us, I believe that worship and praise and magnifying God, amen, it's what the doctor ordered. So that's why the Bible said, enter into his gates with thanksgiving. Onto his courts 
with praise. What are you doing? Oh, I'm just spreading a little incense in the congregation. Amen. Why? Because there's folks that are in need. There's folks that are in trouble. There's folks that when they walk out of this building today, they're facing some hard tasks. They really don't know how they're going to handle it. We're allowing God to make that and those people to make that connection with each other. Amen. Anybody believe what I'm saying right here? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let, 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 me, let me help somebody out. Let me help somebody out here. Listen, I, I'm old school, but, and, I, and it, it shows every once in a while. I'm not trying to be mean-spirited. Please don't want to hurt, wouldn't hurt anybody uh, intentionally for anything. But discipline, and that's what we come, that's how we come, that's the era we came out of. Discipline and confrontation rarely stops rebellion. But worship does. When I'm confronting people and telling them what they ought to do and ought not to do, you know, it, there's a, a wall comes up. But when you're, when you're sitting in your own seat, your own little private area, I'm up here where I'm supposed to be. Everybody's where they're supposed to be. But when the, the smell of that incense and you know the preacher, he, he's not within even reach of you. He's doing his deal and maybe he'll be done in a little while and we get some lunch. <laughs> you know you all by yourself. Amen. And the presence of the Lord comes in and he just slips his arm around you. Hallelujah. You know, I felt it, brother, when you, I just, that little nine-year, little nine-month-old baby God knows how to stir us. These little sweethearts here, y'all know I can't keep my hands off of my hug, every one of them I can. And my, my, y'all know our little granddaughter, she's in Arkansas this week. And uh, I, I'm like a kid. I'm like, they, they FaceTimed me last night. And she kissed the, kissed the camera. He's just a smacking on her. And I love that to death. Y'all know she just got me wrapped around her. Little, and, and that's what it's supposed to be. And when the enemy... The enemy comes and harms one of these little ones. And I miss y'all's little kids, Emma's hugs. I feel the presence of the Lord. I, I bristle when I feel that the enemy is after our children, and that is what he's after. We need to, we need to stand to attention here. I'm not gonna, I, I've determined I'm gonna live for God. I, I'm not gonna have an ugly spirit. I'm not going to let jealousy come in. The Bible said it's crueler than the grave. I've determined that ever how, it doesn't matter how I feel, I'm going to get a hand up when worship's, worship service. Worship, by the way, is just awesome. Y'all sound good up here. You know, you practice and you, you know, for me to sit after they practice a song and practice music and are loyal and faithful, for me to just sit like this when they work, hard, that's what they're doing. So I'm just going to determine now, Sister Jan, that if I can get in here, I'm going to get my hand up to Jesus. I, I, I'm going to let some incense flow out in this place. Heal our babies, God. Bless our families, Lord. Give our youth a revival. Bless this people. Give us jobs in the middle of the chaos in our world and in our nation. God, you're able to reach right in a famine. 
God sent the prophet to a little widow woman and her son. She's picking up sticks. What are you doing? He's, I'm picking up sticks. I'm going to build a fire and I got just enough meal and oil to make a cake for me and one for my son, like a pone of cornbread kind of a thing. All right, we got just enough. We're going to eat that and then we're going to die. You know what the prophet said? Make me one first. Boy, now he had nerve, didn't he? Here are famines going on. People are starving to death. They got enough to eat just one meal and then they're going to die. Make me one first. Oh, hallelujah. My goodness, does somebody need some incense? Somebody needs a revelation, a connection between the spirit world. They said, you know, if you'll step out in faith, I'll do it for you. I'll, listen, to make a long story short, because she was obedient, the world would call it foolish and craziness. I understand, you know, his ways are far above our ways. His thoughts are not our thoughts. If we're willing to step out on faith. The Bible said the barrel of meal never ran out. And the oil in the cruise, every day they would pour until the famine was ended. Why? Because somebody obeyed. Somebody just praised him in their giving. You know, maybe there's somebody here, and I'm gonna do this in closing. Somebody here that just hadn't made the connection of that giving thing. I know I've been on that a couple of weeks, two or three weeks. Amen. Why don't you try? That's what, in fact, that's what God said. Try me, saith the Lord. And see if I won't pour out a blessing on you that you don't have room enough to receive. I challenge you. I, 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 I come against that stingy, take care of myself, don't have enough money to pay my tithes and pay my, listen, give God his first and see what God will do. <laughs> Test him. Hallelujah. I'm expecting a revival. I'm expecting a revival. I'm expecting a miracle. I'm expecting help from above. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Here's what we're going to do right now. I know we've got a baptismal service, but we're going to thank God. Amen. Put something. Maybe you need to even call some. Maybe you need to verbalize it. It may be, it may be a financial need. But I'm going to tell you, I'm going to do like Morel Cornwall. Somebody said, pray for my finances. He said, he said you pay your tithes? Well, no. well, I ain't praying. I'm, I'm not, no. I'm not praying for God to break his own rule. He wouldn't do it. <laughs> he mean. <laughs> Hallelujah. But maybe you have a you need to get over the hump. You need, listen, God's owns, he's in charge of all this. The earth is his and the fullness thereof. It all belongs to him. Amen. So he can do that for you. Amen. So we'll ask for that. Maybe you got something that you just, you know, the doctors are not just totally they can't take care of all of it they're just doing the best they can healing in your body can we just be straight up with God like God this is what I need I want you to help me with this relationship job need a job and it could just be a whole number of things anybody willing to do that right now in Jesus name hands all over the place uh, if we ask in faith I'm expecting to hear some testimonies before we get out of here in the name of Jesus God you see every need Hallelujah. We see, you see every need. You see every individual. You see every situation. Nothing you can't handle, Lord. Amen. Nothing you can't do, Lord, except fail. 
Jesus' name. Jesus' name. I'm asking you right now. Amen. You see the problem, the situation, but you also see faith. And by it, all things are possible. By faith, all things are possible. By faith. In Jesus' name. Come on, release that faith right now. In Jesus' name. Jesus' name. I believe you, God. Bless this church with revival. Bless this church with finances. Bless this church with miracle healings. Bless this church with relationship problems. Amen. Heal the problem in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Everybody said amen. Amen. We, we're, we're about ready to get out of here. Uh, I, I am going to, if you, if you want to get your robe on or if you want to, we prefer the, if the guys have some blue jeans or old pants or something with maybe a colored shirt. You know, if it's a T-shirt or whatever shirt you want, um, I know that uh, you know maybe Myra might want a robe or something. We'd get the robes on here. I'm gonna run over to the house and put some khakis or something on in case I need to get in the water. They might do. They might. Y'all might want to get in the water. Brother Johnson has volunteered. I can bring you a pair of blue jeans if you want me to. Hallelujah, amen. But we're like shortly. We're going to hop into trucks. If you have a truck that will go down that hill and get back. It is dry, so that's a good thing. But it's got some, kind of some ruts in it. And if you want to drive down to the baptism, we'll only take a little while down there and get some folks under the water. And we're going to call out the name that's above every name. Hallelujah. Amen. Something powerful is about to take place in this place. Amen. Let's thank God for what he's done for us. And then we're going to be dismissed in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for this service. Thank you for this service. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory, Jesus. Glory, Jesus. Amen. God bless you. Dismissed. And I'll see you right back here in like five or ten minutes. That should give us time to get dressed and ready to go down to the river.